When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way, back again with our morning agenda show and I'm delighted to be joined by Charlie Barkley for this one. Charlie, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Obviously hearing more news for over transfers, over, over new deals, agreements, there's people retiring from football, it's all going on at the moment and there's only going to be more to come this whole transfer window. So I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's a, it's an exciting time. It's going to be an exciting time to be an Arsenal fan, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. How was your weekend anyways? Beautiful weather. Yeah, yeah really, there. really nice weather. I was in the hot tub yesterday watching the F1. So that, that was wow. really nice. Yeah, not too yeah. bad. Loads of people. I saw yesterday the F1 is the Spanish Grand Prix, wasn't it? Yeah. Loads of famous people on the grid. Mm-hmm. So Kylian Mbappe, Mason Mount, Reese James, uh, Bamiang, and Neymar. Yeah. So yeah. it, it, it was it was a crazy F1 in terms of uh, notable people uh, watching it. But yeah, you watched the FA Cup final? Yes, I did. Uh, I, I was out actually with a few mates, but I think I wasn't expecting it to go the way that it did. I was expecting City to just completely, completely breeze through it with the way that they scored in, the, in 13 seconds. Oh my. Like Gundogan, I was so like now that I've known that we're linked to him, it's just it's exciting. But then I'm not. I'll, I'll be surprised if he does oh, yeah. come to Arsenal. It's just he is so good in the in the moments that that City needs to do well. And I, obviously, if he's to come to Arsenal, that would be a huge, huge boost for us. He always ha- he always ends up having a purple patch towards the end of the season for when they're going for titles, when they're going for cups, when they're going for the to win the competition, but oh, he was so, so good. I mean, De Gea maybe should have done a bit better with, I think, the second one, but the first one, there's no chance of stopping that one. But, uh, I mean, I I said to you, I think it was last week, I was stuck between a rock and a hard place because I really didn't want Man U to win the, to win the FA Cup because that's another, that's another cup under their belt. But then I just don't want City to win the treble. And now, obviously, they've only got Inter Milan to play against in the Champions League final. They're obviously favourites going into that. So, I am going to be supporting Inter Milan. That's, I think that's <laughs> that's what uh, that's what I've got to be doing going into that. So, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. it was it was a very good goal. To be fair, like yeah. I think it's the fastest goal in an FA Cup final. Like you, you go get a drink, you sit down on your sofa, and then all you hear is just the commentators just belting out uh, what a goal. But yeah, Gundogan, fantastic player. I'd love him at this football club. I think he's aging. He's getting better. Um, but I just can't see it happening. I think if he does depart Manchester City this summer, there's only one place where I can see him going, and that's uh, Barcelona. But We'll speak about uh, Moises Caicedo, first of all. Um, the transfer window, it, it's already started, uh, yeah. as you've touched on. Like the deals, uh, the swings and roundabouts, which are taking place uh, early on in this window. Last night, Chelsea were set to seal a deal 
for Aguate or Sporting Lisbon. But then within an hour, that deal broke down. Um, there was reports emerging that Chelsea had offered him an eight-year contract. Again, Chelsea with these eight-year deals, crazy. Um, and then apparently they offered to buy um, a stake in Sporting Lisbon, which again, I find a bit dodgy. And then within one hour, Fabrizio Romano, who I still think has close ties to Todd Bowley, to Chelsea, he's basically the... Uh, the journalist that leaks out news, I think, from a Chelsea point of view, mm-hmm. similar to a few years ago when Arsenal had Ornstein, etc. And I just think Fabrizio has got very, very good links to Todd Bowley. And then in the space of an hour, after Chelsea were getting mocked, criticised for everything that they were doing, within one within one hour, sorry, that deal has broken down. Aguate is going to uh, Paris Saint-Germain. Chelsea have no interest reportedly paying uh, what, what Aguate wants, what Sporting Lisbon wants. But I just don't believe it, to be honest. I just think something's not right there. But in terms of uh, an Arsenal point of view, I'll be honest, now I'm worried uh, in terms of what it potentially could mean for our move for Moises Caicedo. Because during the start of the window, it seemed that Pochettino wanted both Aguate and Caicedo uh, for his new rebuild in the Chelsea's midfield. Now that Aguate won't, won't be materialising, I think they'll go full throttle for Caicedo and I think they'll pay Brighton the money that they want. They'll give hefty wages for Caicedo. So in the back of your mind, like if if I'm if if you if you have to be completely honest, are you worried? I'm not sure because I mean I've spoken about it before. We've both spoken about it with how poorly Chelsea have done this season. It's difficult to kind of as a player, I'll be like, yeah, I want to go to Chelsea. They're not in they're not in the Champions League. They're not in Europe. And then kind of choose them over Arsenal, who have been doing so well. They're now going to be I'll be very surprised if we're not titling for um challenging for the title next season. We're in the Champions League, first time in six years. Arteta's just made this club a whole load better since he's come in. We're just progressing and progressing every single season. And Chelsea has seen they've obviously gone downhill last season. And as a player, you must think from the outside, what's what's the reason for all of this going on? Like, obviously, a main part of it is the fact that they signed 18 players or however many it was in two transfer windows. But now, because of that, they're going to have, have to offload so many players, like a lot to kind of like to make sure they don't breach financial fair play rules. So, I mean, Aubameyang, Zhao Felix, I know that Zhao Felix was on loan, but they're Havertz. making permanent Havertz, Pulisic. They're getting rid of many players. Mount could be on the way. Kovacic could be on the way out. They need to get all of these deals done before bringing someone in, especially being able, especially with the price that Caicedo is, the price that Brighton will be asking for. That I'm sure they'll be asking for 70, 80 million like they were asking for um, in January for us. I, I do I do believe that Chelsea would be more likely just to just splash out on splash one player. Yeah. So I know that we're already doing that on Declan Rice, but then that means that I can't see us doing it as as kind of like I can't Edition, see us wanting it? to do it as much as what we'd want to do because we've already because we're hoping to do that with Declan Rice. And I'm sure that Arteta, Edu, the Cronkies won't want to do that as much. Um it, when we're trying to look for Declan Rice and Caicedo, whereas Chelsea might want to do that. The only thing with Chelsea and Caicedo 
if he goes, there might not be the kind of guarantee of him starting. And being at Brighton and how well he's been playing, he's been starting, I think, week in, week out. He's been phenomenal for them, really. And Deserby has said that he's not going to be surprised if they're going to leave. He's kind of said that they probably will. So you can only, I would only imagine that Caicedo would want to start week in, week out with how he's playing. He's helped Brighton get into Europe for the first time ever, I think it is. You can only praise Caicedo so much, but then you can't praise him so much, offer him this amount of money, pay £80 million, pounds, 80 million euros, however much it is, and then put him on the bench. I'm sure he'll be unhappy. And that's what I think that's what Chelsea's downfall was last season. They brought in so many players that you could never have like a, a a first team. You didn't know what the, Graham Potter didn't know what his first team was. I think Lampard was still trying mm. to figure it out in the time that he was there. Lampard was kind of more of a a role to figure out what was going on, figure out how to get this team better, that team better. But now that Pochettino's in there, he's obviously going to be trying to rebuild everything. As you said, he's going to be trying to rebuild that midfield. But you can only go, you can only rebuild it so much. If you know what I mean, you can only get rid of so many players and then bring in another player for 80 million. It's going to be difficult to figure out how many players they're going to get rid of, how many players they're going to bring in, who's going to have a role at the club in the first team. So it's weird because it does it does worry me a little bit because Chelsea are more likely to be like, he's 80 million. Yeah, we want him. We're going to spend 80 million. He'll, he'll want 300k a week. Yeah, I have no idea how much he actually wants, but I'm just using that as an example. They're more likely to be like, yep, yeah, we'll do that. Whereas, oh, sorry, whereas Arsenal will kind of try and negotiate a bit more, try and bring the price down a little bit, see what Caicedo has. Arteta will speak to Caicedo, I'm no, no doubt. Um, there's no doubt in my mind about that. If we actually go end up going further in these talks, I'm sure that Arteta will speak to him, see what role he has at the club. If Kaisado's happy with it, like we know, <clears throat> we know over the past few weeks, Partey's been playing in that right back role where Kaisado's played. And I said, uh, I think it was last week. You, could, it seems like Arteta's doing that to figure out if the team works in those positions. Whether because Kaisado, if we're going to bring Kaisado in, we know that he's got that role in that right back position. If if we keep that kind of structure. So it seems like he's kind of figuring out if the rest of the defence, the rest of the team can play in the way that that he's kind of wanting to, trying to figure out. So it seems like Arteta's trying to create a role for Caicedo, whether it be at right back, whether it's at right back as an inverted fullback. That's, that obviously remains to be seen, especially if we move forward in this Caicedo kind of battle. But... It's weird because it's obviously I'm going to be biased with it, but I'm going to say if Kaiseido would choose between Arsenal and Chelsea, of course I'd say Arsenal. But it depends. I think, I mean, I would hope, as I do with every single player, that players would kind of want to play where they've got more chance of playing first team football than chasing the money. Obviously, mm. there are players that do want to go where they're going to be paid a lot. I mean, you know that Benzema is going to Saudi. That's a bit, that seems completely out of the water. But Caicedo, I don't, I don't, I just don't know with him. So it's, it's difficult to tell. Obviously, I'm not as confident as I was before. 
But I'm still quite confident because it seems like we are trying to find a role for Caicedo if we do bring him in. Because don't get me wrong, Partey, he he what he was quite good against Wolves, but you could see that that role wasn't perfect for him. You could see that it wasn't. But then again, he hasn't been himself over the last few weeks, which is why we've been playing Jorginho in his role. So it's difficult to tell. But yeah, Partey hasn't kind of seen the same player that I've been seeing over the last, however, well, this whole season, essentially. And Kaiseido would definitely, well, in my opinion, and I'm, I think in your opinion, would be an upgrade on that. So it's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. I think it's. A, I think it's a difficult one. I think right now, I think Chelsea can offer the wages, and they can offer that transfer fee exactly. that Brighton are willing um, to part ways with Caicedo. I think Arsenal do ha- hold an interest in Caicedo. I think Mikel Arteta likes him, etc. But I just, it's just a weird one. It's just a weird one because. Yeah. I think the priority target is Declan Rice. I think Arsenal will look to get him over the line. And I think what I need to see from the Cronkies, Edu, Arteta, I want to see how much they want to win this Premier League title. And for me, that that stems from if they sign Declan Rice, will they push the boat out and look to sign Moises Caicedo and bring both of them in? Because one of them will be great, I think, for, for Arsenal for the long term. But if they can get two in, I think that will be... But beyond everyone's wildest imagination, because I think yeah. the two top players, two players that can be uh, this this club's future in terms of the midfield position for the next decade. So it's 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 going to be an interesting race. Um, I'll be honest, I I'm a bit pessimistic now in terms of this deal for Moises Caicedo because I can see Chelsea paying the money for Caicedo, and again, it stems from what Caicedo wants. If Arsenal come on the table, they want Caicedo. I can see him edging towards Arsenal because, again, he'll have that hope to play um, Champions League football, play at the yeah. highest level. But when it comes to wages, when it comes to salary, again, I could see him looking to go to Chelsea because I think they'll just offer more. But I think I think it's one to watch. But, again, there's going to be so many twists and turns um, throughout this transfer window. So you just never know. Um, moving on to players which are at our club um, that we're hoping to uh, re-sign, William Saliba being one of them, an integral part of Arsenal's current setup. Um, ben Jacobs reported over the weekend that while PSG hold an interest in William Saliba, they like the player, they're looking to rebrand their team around young players. Arsenal still have an, have an expectancy that William Saliba will sign a new contract uh, at the club. But yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I think William Saliba wants to have parity with, with the likes of Bukayo Saka, Gabriel Martinelli. And I think the contracts that he's rejected in the past few months, I think there's probably not, his representatives are probably thinking they're not in the ballpark that, uh, that William Saliba feels that he should be worth. But I think the next contract, I'm hoping, and I'm optimistic, will be the contract that ties him down to a long-term uh, future at Arsenal. Yeah, the I think if I remember correctly, TC was he said in a he said in a piece that he did for for the Arsenal way and for Arsenal FL. Um, I think you'll see it on our on on our YouTube channel on our TikTok etc. That he said that it seemed like the deal that was rejected originally was I think it was one hundred and twenty thousand a week, and I can see why Arsenal have 
offered him that because it's an upgrade, obviously, to what he had. But with how well he's playing, it doesn't really seem like, it, as you say, a representation of how well he's been playing. And I think that we do need to boost that. I think we do need to boost how much we're paying him. And I'm sure that if we do, then it will kind of show Saliba, his representatives, his agents, that we that we're willing to pay that much that we that we want to keep him the desire to keep him because he's been so important to our team and we've both said it that the team just doesn't seem the same since 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 he's been out injured since he's injured his back against sport in lisbon and you and tc said it in that video that you think that he's well, I agree. I agree with you that he is the best young centre-back in the world at the moment. He's been phenomenal for us and clearly a very integral part to our season, an integral part to our team because you saw that when he was out, we dropped off. We kept on dropping off and you saw the stats that I can't remember exactly what it was, but this, the stats showed that our win percentage, our clean sheet, the amount of clean sheets that we kept dropped when when Saliba wasn't there, obviously Holden isn't the kind of the level of of Saliba, but neither is Kivior. I don't get me wrong, Kivior, he's a good replacement and he's been playing very well. It's just, I think, but Saliba's just top tier at the moment with how well he's been playing. You can see that the club loves him, the fans love him, we both love him, TC loves him, and hopefully that that kind of desire, that that love for him and can kind of portray to the club that we want to keep him, kind of connect with the club and be like, look, we want to keep him, offer him a little bit more money. I know that there that there's the kind of talking point of you can't offer a player whatever they want because then there'll be a snowball effect. Every player will be like, I want that much. He's been at the club for, well, he's only played at Arsenal for one season and you're already offering him more kind of thing. So I can see where Arsenal were trying to keep it a little bit lower than, than maybe Saliba's wanting. But I think that we can go higher. We're offering, we've obviously paid Saka 300k a week. I don't think, I think there should be only Odegaard on that amount of money with him. I don't think there's any player in the club that is... Probably... I, I, I disagree with that, to be honest. Fair uh, enough. Yeah, yeah, I disagree. I think the, I think William Saliba, he has to have parity with, with Bukayo Saka for me. Because I think if we, we're in a position that, for me, William Saliba, he, he's the best young centre-back in world football. I, I, can't, I can't think of any other centre-back off the top of my head, that will come in and perform the way William Saliba has done last season and for the upcoming years. French international, uh, 21 years of age. He's got so much to improve on. And it shows It shows that when we were without William Saliba towards the latter stages of the season, we struggled. We struggled big time. And I think for me, he, he makes the defence better and... He's only asking for, he just wants to have parity with Bukayo Saka, with Gabriel Martinelli. He wants to be one of the highest players, highest paid players, sorry, at this football club. So you're probably looking at 200k a week. And I think he deserves that. Because if we do send him, name one player in Europe that we can get, which is going to be better than William Saliba, which is um, where we're going to, we have to spend money, 60, 70 million pounds to yeah. get someone of that same calibre. And again, you still probably think to yourself, will that player improve Arsenal? Will it be an upgrade on William Saliba? So, yeah, I disagree with that. I think Bakar Saka, he deserves what he's on because he's proven it. 
um, over the over the last few years. Odegaard again, if he wants an upgrade, if Arsenal are apparently talking about an upgrade, new contract, he'll probably want parity as well. But William Saliba, for me, I think he deserves parity with Bukayo Saka because I look at him and I think if we tie him down to a new contract, we'll have one of the best defenders in world football in a few years' time. I look at defenders in and around Europe and I look at the standards of defending and right now it's not the best. But when I look at William Saliba, I see a generational defender and I think a generational defender needs to get what he's worth, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um personally for myself but um <laughs> in terms of Gabriel Paris Saint-Germain I eyeing him reportedly but again it's a, it's a deal which I can't see happening it seems that Gabriel um is happy at the football club recently signed a new long-term contract recently got married as well saw pictures yeah. over the weekend um with his uh missus. so congratulations to Gabriel um but Paris Saint-Germain seems to be like they're eyeing our defenders. But you know what? On the flip side, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing because I don't think they're going to go. I think they're happy to remain at Arsenal because they see where the project is going. They see the ambition of the club. But I think on the flip side, it's a very good thing because a few years ago, none of the best teams in Europe were looking at our players because they were awful. Now the best teams in Europe... Paris Saint-Germain have had their interest in Odegaard in recent weeks. Mm. Gabriel, Saliba, Pakaya Saka was linked with Manchester City. Gabriel Martinelli was linked with Liverpool. So it shows we, we're building a good team that a lot of teams in and around Europe are well, thinking to themselves, well, Arsenal have got some good players. Yeah, we. I think Gabriel, I mean, I've said it quite a few times and don't get me wrong, Saliba's been fantastic. He, I mean, you just heard what I was speaking about just then. But Gabriel, since the World Cup, I think he's been better than Saliba. Don't get me wrong. I think Saliba complements him and probably makes him better. But because of that, I think Gabriel has been best has been our best centre back since since the World Cup. And he's been at the club for a little while now. I think he's kind of won with the club. And I'll be very surprised if we see him leave. I think it is good that PSG are kind of linked with our players because it, I think, well, it just shows our progression as you literally just touched on. But Gabriel, with him, with him just recently signing a new contract, I, I can't see him going anywhere. I, I really can't. And I mean, yeah, he's. I think he's just been fantastic. He's been a brick wall uh, in the defence, I think. And next season when Saliba comes back in, it's a danger. It's a very scary back. It's a very scary pair in the defense. Saliba and Gabriel. It's a very scary pair, and you could see that towards the start of the season. Well, you saw it from from the start of the season, pretty much all the way through the season until Saliba got injured. And I think being able to keep this pair for next season is kind of. It is a it is phenomenal. It would be phenomenal if we are able to keep them. I don't I don't really know any other words to say to say about it. I mean, yeah, I think he's valued at around fifty million euros. I think that's what transfer market have kind of said. But I don't think I think if Arsenal were to sell him, I I would want a lot more than that. With how kind of important he's been at the club, how how much he can still offer. He's still I think he's I'm. 
I think he's about 26, something like that. So he's not old and he's still got a few more years left in him. And I mean, according to um, goal.com, it, like, I think they're linked with him, but he has no intention of leaving. That's what Goal have reported. And I'm really happy with that. I really want him to stay at this club for a lot longer. Yeah, I think he's a top, top defender. I just can't see him departing Arsenal for the long term. I think um, when he first joined, he had a bit of a tough time because I think it was COVID as well. And he, he needed a bit of time to adjust to the Premier League. Obviously, the language barrier as well. But now I look at him and I think when I watch him play, he's got that he's got that personality. It's infectious. It stems around the whole club, around the whole defence that he wants to win for this football club. And I think he said it in so many interviews that he's done with Brazilian media, etc., that he wants to win trophies at Arsenal Football Club. So I think Gabriel is coming to an age where there's still parts of his game where I think he needs to iron out because I still think at times he's a bit rash in certain things that he does. But again, he's got so many years ahead of him. Like you touched on his 25, 26 years of age. Um and he will get better. He will improve um, the longer he plays for this football club. The Champions League will, will look to develop him even more because that's a different ball game compared to um, domestic competitions such as the Premier League. Champions League, he'll come up against the best players in and around Europe, the Messi's of your world, the Neymar, the Mbappe's. So, yeah, I, can see, I can't see Gabriel departing this summer, um, to be honest. I think that's a link which... Um, which I believe PSG do have an interest in him. I believe that they like him, but I just can't see it happening, um, if I'm honest. Um, let's take a few of your comments in the chat. Um, the Emirates Faithful says, Declan and Moises Caicedo giving him Shaka and Kante vibes and Chelsea got the better man. We need to get both. Come on, you Gunners. What do you think of that? Because I think that's an interesting point. Um, because a few seasons ago, I think when Arsene Wenger was in charge, we, we were linked with uh, N'Golo Kante when he won the Premier League title with Leicester City. We were linked with Granit Xhaka as well. I personally thought we were going to get both. Uh, we decided to just get Granit Xhaka. Chelsea got N'Golo Kante. Um, so what, what's your take with that? Because I think for me, I want both. But I think this is a different sort of deal because I think Declan Rice, he doesn't get the appreci appreciation that he deserves, does he? No, I think Xhaka and Kante... Uh... At the time, it might have been similar. They weren't completely proven in their area. We didn't know exactly what they could do. But obviously, Kante in the long run, yes, he might have been a bit better. But Declan Rice, I think that he is the better player out of the two. And yeah. he seems to be yeah. the favourite to come to Arsenal. I don't think that there's really any... For me, there's no discussion about it. I would much rather Declan Rice. I mean, Marcus knows. I think he, he was the first comment in this chat. He said, speak about Declan Rice for Charlie. I, I can't praise him enough. And I think Moises Caicedo, I think it would be brilliant if we got both. You touched on it. I think getting both of them would be phenomenal for Arsenal. It would kind of put fear in other teams' eyes for Arsenal. They're like, oh, you know what, they're... They're, they're making moves this transfer window. They're going to be a, a difficult team to stop, even more difficult than than last season. So, obviously, I'd want both and you want both. But if I was to choose one or the other, I would choose Declan Rice. However, going forward, maybe Declan Rice and Kaiseido would be the best way forward. Obviously, we're looking for other kind of players to bring in in other areas so we can't completely splash out around 200 million on two players without 
outgoings. We, I mean, Balogun, I think he's around four, I would guess he's around 40 million pounds about the asking price if we to let him go. Uh, Shaka's obviously on his way out. That's 15 million, but then Tierney as well. He's he 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 looks like he's going to be going to Aston Villa, Newcastle. So that we need to bring in more money, I think, to be able to get both of them. I think the priority, as Arteta is saying, is Declan Rice, and I completely agree with him. We need to get that over the line, see what we can do then, and then I'd be more than happy to bring Caicedo in because having both of them, as I said, would be fantastic for Arsenal going forward and it would bolster our squad completely, especially if Partey stays as well. So yeah, It'll be a statement of intent, I think, mm, if, if they manage to get definitely. Um, both over the line. Uh, Marcus in the chat. Um, who do we get up front? Gabriel Jesus is great, but we need a more clinical finisher. In an ideal world, I'd like us to sign a striker this summer, but I think this summer is more going to be about looking to upgrade in the midfield positions, um, as you've just just touched on, Declan Rice, um, Caicedo, potentially a left-sided midfielder, um, which is more attacking in the number eight position, um, looking to bolster the defence. I think, again, there's been links with um, full-backs in recent weeks, centre-backs in recent weeks. So I, I can't see us buying a striker this summer. I'd like us to buy one, but I think we've got more pressing issues um, because I think this season or last season now we scored I think 88 goals from attack, which which was which was the highest record, um, I believe. So the attack is not the issue. I think it still can improve, but I think you're looking at us looking to sign a striker next summer potentially when there's more in the market because now that Benzema. Has um, uh, is, has departed Real Madrid. He's off to Saudi Arabia, four hundred million pounds a year, which I think it is. I don't blame him personally. I think uh, anyone would be crazy if they rejected that. There's 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 going to be a lot of teams looking to sign a striker in this market. Chelsea have been linked with a striker. Manchester United want a striker. Um, so I think the market is well for strikers. It's not the best. Compared to recent seasons, this, this talented players in the market, Rasmus Hoyland of Atlanta, Kolomwani, um, Dusan Vlahovic, um, Bayern Munich want a striker as well. But they don't make me go, oh yeah, I want him. The only striker that thinks that I'd probably say makes me get off my feet is probably Victor Oziman. But I can't see that happening. I just don't think Napoli will sell. But yeah, I, I think you're probably looking at next season or next summer. For us to target um, a striker because then we'll know more about what Eddie and Katie can offer us. Gabriel Jesus will have that versati versatility. Obviously, you know, you can play off the flanks. So I think next summer is probably where you're looking at in terms of us buying a striker. Uh, what's your take on uh, Harry Kane, potentially? Surely he has to go to Real Madrid. Surely. Because it's... You know what? I'd, I'd, I don't respect him anyway, as it is because he's playing for Spurs, but I lose any ounce of respect that I have for Harry Kane if he decides to reject a club like Real Madrid, because you've got an opportunity there to be Real Madrid's number nine, to win trophies. And if he decides to reject that just because he's going for Alan Shearer's record, the guys, yeah, I'd be lost for words, to be honest. Uh, I know he's Tottenham, but it... It is quite impressive how well he's done at Tottenham. I mean, they're not a good team. And I think 
they got 30 goals. He got 30 goals this season, six behind Haaland. And it's gone unnoticed. So if you put him in a Real Madrid team with, I think Kroos is staying an extra an extra year. I think Modric is staying as well. It's Vinicius, Rodrigo. Yeah, it would be quite a scary attack. And I'd be surprised if... I could see why he would want to stay. It's because he's... I mean, they, they sing Harry Kane is one of our own, but yeah, but that's, he, he, that's the thing, though. Uh, no one's going to remember. No one's going. He's going to have a legacy, yeah. But in a few years' time, he's going to be mocked if he finishes his career without trophies. He's going to be mocked. He's going to have that. Uh, even Alan Shearer won a trophy. He won the Premier League title with Blackburn. <laughs> so he, he he had a great legacy at Newcastle United, but he's won a trophy. Harry Kane will be just known for a player who broke someone's record in the Premier League in terms of goals scored. It's just, it's just an easy decision. It's not. It shouldn't yeah. even be thought about. I think from Harry Kane's perspective or his representatives. If he, if he is to win a a trophy, a title, etc., obviously the best thing to do for him is to leave Tottenham. And I don't, I do not doubt that whatsoever. It's just where he goes. It's difficult. I've said it before, I don't know why, it, what it is with me, but I just can't. I find it difficult to see top English players go abroad. I don't know what it is. I just can't. Obviously, David Be- it's happened with David Beckham, but it's. I, I find it difficult. So, but when Roma did come then calling, it's, though, bro, when Roma did yeah, come you calling, said it, yeah. when Roma did yeah. come calling, no one's going to reject Roma Madrid. You'd be, you'd be very, very stupid. To reject Real Madrid, especially with Benzema out the way as well. Benzema as well, yeah, he's 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 number nine. He's going to be Real Madrid's number nine. His his reputation is going to increase tenfold if he goes to Real Madrid. True, like tenfold. Like he's got a good reputation as it is in and around Europe. He's well liked, well respected. But if he goes to Real Madrid, his reputation increases tenfold, and he will win trophies at Real Madrid, whether it's the La Liga. Will be um, in the last stages of the Champions League, but yeah, Real Madrid. You cannot reject that football club. You just cannot. And I think yeah. it would be very, very silly if he does that. So, but you just never know. You just never know with Harry Kane. Um, what else do we have here? There's a few comment here. Demrit's faithful says Nabri and Sane get Ida. Would you take one of them? You see the comment of Nabri yesterday. I think it was in the F1 as well. Yeah, so many players in the F1, and he spoke about Arsenal. Very complimentary of them. Um, the season that they've had. He spoke about once a gunner, always a gunner. But do you think? Do you think time has passed for, for to get either of these? Because right now we've got two wingers in world football, which I wouldn't swap for anyone. To be honest, it is difficult to see. Arsenal or Arteta replacing um, Saka and Martinelli. I think they they've been electric this whole season. I mean, Saka double digits for both goals and assists. Martinelli he he's levelled the record for most goals scored as a Brazilian in a Premier League season, and he's only going to get better. Gnabry, don't get me wrong, very good player, and I'd be very happy if we sign him. I think the only reason that we would sign him and the what I'd be happy with happy with is if if he's essentially a backup for for either of them because because of how well they've both played they're both still young they've both they're both still going to improve tenfolds 
And Gnabry, he's he is still a good player, but he's just not going to be able to replace either of them. And don't get me wrong, I think Saka does need a rest here and that here here and here and he, he needs he needs a rest every so often. And I think Gnabry would be a good kind of rotation for him, but if Gnabry wants first team football, he's not going to get it at Arsenal. And it's the yeah. same with Sane. Same with Sane. Yeah, I agree. I think you're looking at a price. If Bayern Munich want to offload Gnabry for say 20, 25 million pounds, I would take him. But I think wages will will play a part. I don't think Bayern Munich will sell him for 20, 25 million. If I'm honest, they'll look to get around 40 million pounds yeah. or so. But if if the fee was reduced, I would take him because I think he's at that age where he can come in. He could offer that guidance, that experience. Um, to the younger lads and it would mean necessarily that we don't need the striker we could have Bakaya Saka, Martinelli, Gnabry and Reese Nelson uh, rotating with one another and Trossard um, and Ketia and Jesus rotating with one another so it remains to be seen what Arsenal do there but um, so I don't think there's much else that we should say yeah I think we'll leave it at that Charlie but much appreciate for you for jumping on this morning mate Thank you for having me and once again thank you to everyone watching yeah thank you everyone for jumping on for watching uh we reached 75k subscribers um so much appreciated in terms of all the support and interaction that you give us every morning and throughout the week um if you have enjoyed the show make sure to drop a like subscribe and keep finding us down the arsenal way <laughs>